Where are you from, man? I'm from Canada, sir. Yeah, where, where in Canada? Uh, Calgary, Alberta. Okay, yeah, you sound like you're from West Canada somewhere, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. I never left Canada before, though. Oh, man, you got to come out. You got to come to Atlanta, man. I'll take care of you. You come down here. Oh, man, man, that'd be dope, man, man. I always wanted to come to ATL. Yeah, shoot, you need to come down for this A3C festival in October. It's worth it, man. You'll get a lot of uh, a lot of good connects, man. It, it'll probably give you a lot of uh, interview opportunities also. You should look into that. All right, sir. I'll look into it right after this interview. But, hey, let's get right into it. Um, for the people who've been listening, you know, we keep it raw, no filter in here. Um, I'd like to welcome back all my listeners from the desk below. I have somebody who is who I didn't expect to rap like that ex- where he's from. Um, Mr. Primo Jab called into the show, people. Hey, hey, let's kick it off, sir. So um, where are you from? Well, I'm originally from Chicago, but I live in Atlanta, Georgia right now. All right. Well, what made you what made you want to move from Chicago to Atlanta? Well, number one, the weather's way better down here. Um, I, I always love Chicago. Chicago's always going to be in my heart and soul. But, uh, you know, the weather's better down here, man. It's way better. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities down here for people to uh, make something of themselves. And that's what I saw. You know, it's. It's, it's been shown and proved, man. It's, it's a great place, man. Atlanta's a great city. Hey, man. It's hey, food. All... Oh, so... The food needs... Oh, go, go ahead, sir. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. I was just saying, I was just saying, the food needs improvement. Ain't nothing like Chicago food. Chicago is the food capital of the United States. Fight me if you don't believe me. <laughs> Hey, so let's let's get into the actual name of Primo Jab. Let's let, how did that come about, sir? Man, Primo Jab, man, Primo. You can look at it like Primo's first number one, numero uno. Jab, jab like a punch. So the first punch, you know, hit you first, wake your ass up, right? Or you can look at it like this, Primo. It's like uh, it's like that's your cousin, Primo. In Spanish, they call you Primo. Yeah, me and my cousin, God bless Beats, uh, we started this thing together. We've been rapping, and, and he makes beats. He's been in this, this hip-hop culture for years, and we came up with Primo Jab. It was like it was kind of like in Boogie, and when Dirk Diggler saw that, that that name just illuminated in likes and, and, and exploding and shit, me and him, we came up with that name together. And uh, we went with it for a while as, as unified, but... People never really understood that it was two of us in it. So I just took the name Primo Jab and ran with it. You know, he's God bless BC doing his thing. But I'm Primo Jab. Oh, but in Chicago, jabbing, you know, that means you outside engaged in, in extracurricular activities, you know. So, you know, Primo Jab, jabbing. You be out there, you know. You got the good, you got the good merch, you jabbing. You got that jab. Now I knew why the song Jab Life stuck out to me so much. I saw you was playing that, man. I saw you playing that. That's one of my favorites, too. Hey, uh, let's get into that, because I wanted to ask you that. Um, because um, 
what? Because a lot of artists they favor one of their projects, and I've been listening to your discography for the past two weeks now since you first reached out. Um, is Jabology your first official album, and is that your most favorite body of work? Yeah, Jabology was the first project that we put together under the Primo Jab identity. But uh, my favorite one. It would probably, uh, it would probably be either Gary Thunder Guy or or this one, the Book of Jab. Honestly, I really like the Book of Jab a lot. I feel like it's purified. Um, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough. I, I got favorites on every album that I love a lot more. If I had to rank them, I'd probably say Gary Thunder Guy is my favorite one so far. Then I'd say the Book of Jab is number two. Uh, Jabnetics is number three. Then Jabology one, Jabology two. And then you got, like, Bear Wolf. I did that with my guy, A Flip. Uh, that's, that's some deep cut shit. I love that. And then, uh, Pop Work. So, I mean, I, I love them all. I love them all. But that's, that's probably the best order to go in. All right, all right. Yeah, book a jab, straight fire. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, man. We put a lot into it. Uh, that was the result that we wanted to get. Um, you know, I, I linked up with a lot of people, man, because I got sick of rapping by myself. You'll notice, like, on a, on all my previous albums, it was just me rapping. You know, I might have my brother Mega on there, uh, my guy Flip. You know, I have the, the few and far between features on there. But uh, on the book of Jab, I really wanted to link up and get the chemistry going with some other people, and I think it came out great, man. God bless Beast put his foot in the in the ass of that beat machine, and and he turned it all the way up, man. I I mean, it's it's one of my favorites. I was just riding around before you called. I was just playing uh facts. That's my new shit. Uh, we gonna shoot a video for that soon. Probably that eight three TV here. Oh, I'm excited for that video. Damn. Um, so for the Book of Jab, I noticed that you have a lot of movie samples in it. And I'm wondering that what are the few inspirations for those quotes behind those samples in your Book of Jab? Well, um, you know, I'm a firm believer that uh, art imitates life. And in a lot of movies, a lot, especially a lot of the samples that you'll hear, uh, those are just quotes that me and Bless kind of felt fit the songs or fit the message that we were trying to put out. Like, for example, like on Deer Hunter, you know, that, that sample, that's, that's from uh, Taxi Driver. And it's just, it's just a, a nice scummy moment when Robert De Niro's riding through the city, you know, having his little internal monologue. And that's one of the things, you know, Personally, I like to do a lot. I, I ride around. I've been blocks, man. Like you said, when you called me, you saw what I was doing. I'm out here riding around early on a Saturday morning. Outside constantly, you know, just observing what's going on around. So all the all the samples are just, they're just kind of intrinsic little pieces of life that I feel like fit the themes of the album. Okay, okay, because... Oh. Because I was going to say, because, like, I noticed that, like, like on this project, there, like, which, how you said, there was a lot more features and a lot more quotes from that, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, with that, this, 
definitely a thematic thing, man. We tried to we tried to definitely uh, make it uh, a cinem a cinematic journey, for lack of a better word, I guess. Yeah, well, I would say, like, the song Pokey, uh, Deer Hunter, Hard to Kill, like, those are vivid pictures I could picture in my head with your lyrics. Yeah, yes, sir, appreciate it, yeah. Uh, and, uh, we just put out the video for Pokey with Raz Cash, shout out Raz, um, he came to Atlanta, he was on tour with the J-Mo gang, you know him, El Gunt, uh, J-57, uh, shout out to Jam Young, you know, they came to Atlanta, and Raz was, you know, he was like, yeah, let's do it, man. He showed up. We knocked that out real quick. So if you haven't seen that already, man, look up the video for Pokey. My man Cole Castle, world-famous international director, shot it. So, you know, it's, it's big time, man. We're, we're taking things serious out here, man. Yeah, shout-out to Raz Kaz. He was uh, one of my first guests for season one. Uh, I was going to say, how did that song Pokey come about? Well, uh... Basically, you know, we had the song, Bless, Bless, just, he always building beats. He always doing something, man. And he came with that beat. I was like, yo, yo, that beat is ill. So I, already, I had already made the rap. And when we were, we were coming together and, and we were like, yo, we need to find people to, you know, to pair with you. It was like, well, how about Razzcast? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that can work. See, Razzcast and my cousin, uh, Jason Staten, another world-famous hip-hop luminary, uh, they go way back. Uh, in Atlanta, there's this studio called Patchwork Studio. It's a legendary studio. And uh, Razzcast is on, used to be on that label. They're all from the same place, Carson, California. And, um, yeah, man, I asked my cousin, I said, Jason, you know, I need, I need a favor from you, man. I need to link up with Raz. He said, bet. He reached out to him. Me and him, you know, me and Raz got together, we worked it out, and, and that's how Pokey came about, man. So shout out Raz, man, for, for even, you know, taking the time to link up with, you know, underground MC such as myself, man, you know, trying to keep the culture strong. So, yeah, that's, so no emails, nothing, y'all actually did the, like, the joint in person. <laughs> no, no, we, uh, he recorded, he was out on the road. So he recorded it. You know, we just sent him the beat. I had already had my verse and everything done. Oh, and uh, I was like, hey, we got a song. Uh, check it out. Wondering if you could jump on it. He got it. He said, all right, say less. Like within, I'll probably say probably within like three or four days, he came back like, yeah, here, check this out. And I was like, ooh, there we go. That's it. Like, so, ooh, we went. Hey. Um, I didn't hear you speak. Oh, I was going to say, hey, I bet right after you got that verse from Raz, I bet you were like, oh, shit, it's lit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, come on, this is Raz Cash we talking about. I mean, you know, that's like I told him, I was like, man, if we looking at the Mount Rushmore hip-hop, Raz Cash one of the faces that's going to be up there, man. So, you know, I, especially, you know, I, I, I love hip-hop. I take hip-hop seriously. I love it. And I appreciate the contributions of, of real uh, artists that are dedicated to it. And I think Raz is one of those people that un undeniably, you got to say, oh yeah, Raz Cass, he never compromised. He always was rapping, rapping. And that's what I try to do. I'm into rapping. I'm into lyrical, hip-hop, rapping. I'm better than you. Let me show you how and demonstrate. And that's what I'm into. And, you know, for him to get on there, man, that's a blessing, man. I feel like it just, you know, it, it, it's webbing things up. Me and me and Bless, we talk about it a lot. We call it the spider web. 
you know, we're associating ourselves and we're being associated with uh, the people that uh, are doing similar things as us and we're doing similar things as them. So that's that's the new network that we're trying to do, a real, a real underground hip-hop uh, murder MC network. Yeah, because I was going to say, because you're a part of, like, because I see, like, you're a part of, like, the real lyricists out there, and, like, like I seen that you were on Gazelle, like, I'm not saying you're assigned to Gazelle, but I'm saying, like, you were, like, listening, and you have songs with Gazelle early on in your career from, like, 2016, before they even signed to Eminem. I'm wondering, like, how, how did, like, you ever hear of Gazelle? Because I won't lie, I'm in Canada, I heard them after Combat Jack interviewed them. So, man, that's crazy. Again, um, that's God bless, man. Bless put me on to uh, Hall and Nash. He had one of their songs, they mixed that plan. And I was like, yo, who are these dudes? They they spitting. He's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's these dudes, West Side Gun and Conway. They they crazy. I was like, okay. And this was like 2015, 16. I guess his was uh one or something like that, or the, or the Griselda Ghost album. One of those two. But either way, um, yeah, those were good brothers, man. Shout out Westside Gun, Conway, Camino, Benny. Uh, you know, those some good dudes, man. They they about their business, they about their work. Literally, I just we just reached out to them. We saw we went and saw Griselda. Uh, it was just Westside Gun and Conway when they were first at A3C. We went to this one small little venue, and it could have been no more than like you said, like twelve people. Didn't nobody know who they were at that point, but we were up there, front row center. Rocking out like yo, this yeah, this is hard. Cause again, like I said, I'm a purist, man. I love dope hip hop music, and you know that's what they've been pushing. So after that show, I mean, again, it was a small show. They came out, they killed it. We dapping them down, you know, like y'all killed it, y'all killed it. You know, uh, exchange information with Conway. Like bless, bless ran up on him. Like Con he told Conway, he's like yo, yo, you, you really be spitting, you said some shit like. I slapped your face so hard that my hand broke or something. Whatever he said, he said something. I always started laughing at him. But yeah, man, yeah, you know, we reached out to Conway, and and, and buddy, you know, he showed up, man. He hopped on two songs with me, man. He's on Gary Coleman, that's on Dear 85 and Die. And he's on uh, Bear Wolf with me and my brother A Flip on uh, that Trace Water case, man. And then my, my guy El Camino, shout out to him, you know, he, he put the first verse down for uh, the Book of Jab. We sent him that beat, and he was like, bet. Like, literally the next day, he's like, yep, here you go. Oh, shit. And, and, you know, oh, yeah, man, and I rock with him, man. You know, even riding around, you know, when, when they out here in Atlanta, you know, I wake up with El Camino. You know, we, we moved around. Shout out, shout out uh, Platinum 21. They know us, you know. But yeah, man, they said some good brothers, man, and we all got the same kind of mind state, man, trying to make this hip-hop music, this dope music, and not giving a fuck about what nobody thinks about it, man. That's it. We pushing that line. Dope hip-hop music forever. That's because bars are coming back. That's right. That's right. They, they never went nowhere. You just had to deep for them, man. It's been underground for a while. But, um, you know, again, shout-out to Griselda, the GXFR. They've really uh, created a lot more, uh, I say, buzz or attention to what people have already been doing for so long. Like, they've been on their shit, but when they got that that shady co-sign, that was kind of like, yeah, that was dope that an underground 
collective was finally recognized for doing their thing. And they never changed. They kept pushing their line. And, and it's been embraced, man. It's embraced worldwide. So it gives hope to people such as myself who just want to, who just want to keep, keep it real for the lack of a better term and who just want to spit this, this rhyme style unapologetically. So, yeah, man, they some good dudes, man. I'm happy for what they doing. Yeah, it's always going to be love with them. Absolutely. Yeah, because one of your one of my favorite joints from you, Kick Rocks, Get Little, that's Gary Coleman, featuring the Machina. I was I was gonna I was gonna say, um, how did that song come about? Did you lay your first verses, or did did the Machine send you one of his tracks first? And you're like, yo, I need what I need one of those. No, again, like I said, I laid I laid my verse down, and um, you know, we had the verse, and I, and we were like, man, we need we need to get somebody on it because again, like I said, I'm, I got so many songs where it's just me rapping two verses or me rapping a verse and it's like, man, I, you know, this was, I wanted to have somebody else on it and be like, man, let's reach out to Colonel let's see what happens. And this was like just after we had seen him at that A3C. This might have been like two, three months later. We started the buddy, he was like, all right, let's, let's work it out. We worked it out and he hopped right on there. And I think, me personally, I think that's one of Conway's best verses, man. Like, I think, I think he killed it, so. I would say that's one of the Machine's best verses, and I was like, damn, this guy got one of the Machine's best verses before anyone ever heard of him. Yeah, real, real top notch, top secret, secret shit, man. And you know, for the crate diggers, you know where to find it. Go ahead, just Google Gary Coleman, there you go, and you got it. And, I mean, it's, it's been a blessing again, because that song was kind of like, uh, an eye opener for a lot of a lot of hip hop fans worldwide. Like, I mean, after he got on that song again, it was a blessing, man. He he, he kind of turned me up a little bit more than what I was doing, man. I got more attention because they're like, oh, that's when that's when you know they were on the rise. So people really were starting to look for him, and it just happened to work out that we had a song together. So yeah, man, people still jamming that song every day. I think I sell a copy of that song every day. It's crazy. Hey, and I was going to ask you, because, like, I don't fully understand the Griselda movement as of yet. Um, I'm wondering, can you explain to me how come some of their albums and stuff like that isn't on streaming sites? Well, shoot, I, I, don't, I don't know the truth behind it, but I'll assume it's because, you know, uh, I would think Gun probably just likes to keep things exclusive and... Uh, you know, you gotta kinda dig for it and look for it. Like, I know he, I think they put up a bunch of stuff yeah. just recently. Yeah, he put up like you know? a Tyler Hitler Wes Hermes series, but like, Conway, like, like I can only find Reject 2 on the sites. Yeah, yeah, no, they, I mean, they, that's a great idea, man, you know. I'll be honest with you, man, streaming, and this is one of my campaigns that I'm about to start pushing, man. Streaming is, is definitely, uh, a lick that is being ran on artists by uh, music purveyors. I, I say that to say a service such as Spotify is getting all of this free product from from artists, right? Yeah. And, it, and it's selling subscriptions, it's selling advertising, and artists are getting what? Uh, a percentage of a cent per spin, per stream? I mean, you look at an artist like Drake, who has two billion something streams, and he only made like two million dollars off that. Like that doesn't—that's not a good translation. You have to spend 
Have you ever thought about doing something like that for one of your projects, just exclusives? Well, yeah, going forward, that's what we're thinking about doing. Uh, the next project we're actually about to work on, I'm actually going out of town next weekend. I'll be in the studio. We're going to record for straight in the Dominican Republic. And um, we're going to come back. We're going to put out an album. It's going to be exclusively on SoundCloud. If you want a real copy of it, you can DM me for it. But yeah, we'll have more details about that. But yeah, I mean, that's... Honestly, I, I I enjoy putting music out just to kind of put it out, period. So I was cool with putting it on SoundCloud and doing all those things and putting it on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. But we're going to go a different route this time. Uh, it's, it's actually going to start when, when uh, Free Lord puts out this loyalty, uh, loyalty or Death Part 2. War Talk Part 2. That's coming for next. That actually comes out September 11th. So when Flea Lord puts that out, you know, that's, that's your son that Yeah, you got to start, you got to start going to people's DMs to get their music. Produced entirely by God Bless. Shout out Flea Lord and the, and the Lords out there in New York. NYC, Lower East Side, Far Rock, all of them out there, man. Good brothers. Hey, I was going to say, because uh, you brought up uh, God Bless Beats a couple times. Is that your producer? Absolutely, yeah. That's, not only is that my producer, that's my cousin, man. That's, you know, that's that's Primo, man. That's He called me Primo, and he, I call him Primo, man, you know. We've been, we've been running around, you know, raising hell out here for, for years, man. But yeah, that's my producer. Uh, 99.7% of all my songs are produced by him. Man, we got a chemistry that goes back from years of just being outside, getting into it, man. So he, he's he's a genius on the on the beach. He's a genius, and he he's uh, he's linked up with shit, man. He he did that music with uh, Flea Lord. I gotta keep shouting him out because that's some, that. Let me tell you something, man. That's the power of the Instagram, man. Him and Flea Lord linked up on Instagram. And they made that first Lord Talk entirely produced by God Bless Beats. And that was, I think, Bless's first project that he produced for somebody outside of me. Like, first full project. Like, he's made little one-offs and stuff. But, I mean, look at that. He ended up with a song with Prodigy, R.I.P., the patron saint of the slime, might I add. He's our patron saint, Prodigy. But, I mean, Conway was on that project, too. That's another hard Conway song if you haven't heard that. Lord Talk, woo! Lord Talk is one of that's one of the hardest blessed beats I've ever heard. Uh, I'll go check that yeah, out man. after this interview. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, man, go listen to uh, Flea Lord, man. Flea Lord, he, he on the rise right now, man. You need to check him out. It's highly produced by God Bless Beats. Flea Lord Talk Volume 1 and Volume 2. But Flea Lord doing his thing, man. He got he got a couple uh, projects. All right, yeah, because I love finding new music by underground artists, so I'm definitely going to check out Flea Lord. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I think I think you'll like it. I think you'll enjoy it. Hey, uh... But yeah, that's what man. We all, we all try to find, find dope music and put it out to the people, man, and, and, and make this mark. Like, like Cashews. Cashews is raw. When I play that... Oh, yeah, yeah, man. That that sounds like a grimy hip hop sounded like the, the like the the beat sounds like grimy hip hop, but it's mixing with something else. I just can't put like I just can't put a name on it. Like it's like New York mixed in with a little bit of ATL. Yeah, I mean I'll tell you what that is. That's called Chicago Westside Oak Park seasoning. That's Lowry's for you. You know that's that seasoned spice right there. Uh, Cashews is one of my favorite songs. It's funny that you brought that up, man. That's definitely one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's just a rocking beat, man. The beat is just so, it gets you hype. So, yeah, that's, that's absolutely, uh, that's that gumbo that I grew up in, man. I'm from Chicago, man, so I was influenced by the West Coast, the East Coast, down South, all of that. It, it kind of puddles in Chicago and, and, you know, we're, we're nomadic bastards who have our own style, but we just draw so many influences, man. So, yeah, I'm glad you like cashews, man. Respect, man. I appreciate that, King. Hey, man, I gotta say, man, like, because when people reached out for the interviews, I gotta say, like, I actually gotta listen to their music, and that's what I love about hip-hop. Like, if I find an artist, or if I like an artist, I'm gonna go back and listen to everything they put out from appearances to albums and everything. I was like, I was like, damn, this guy's got fucking talent. Hey, man, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. That's, that's, uh, that was my, kind of my philosophy, man. Um... I, I only want to do this for the people who, who enjoy hip-hop music, man. That's why I'm doing this. I love this music. I love the culture. I want to, to give something to the culture. Uh, I live this lifestyle every day. I feel like it's reflected in the music. And, and I want people to be like, oh, yeah, that's a dope song. Just like me. I'm just like you, man. I find a song from one person that's cold. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, wow, they got more songs? Oh, oh, say that. Now I'm a fan. You know, I do my due diligence. I do my homework. And I'm, I'm, you know, I was very confident that as long as me and Bless kept putting out these projects, you know, the further and further we get along, more people will keep looking back and be like, oh, wow, I didn't even know you put this out. Oh, wow, I didn't even know. So, man, thank you very much for listening, bro. That's all I have to say. Keep on listening. Hey, for sure, man. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little bit of advice, Mister Jab, for, for some advice I'm a legend that gave me, Ken Crooked. Please, oh yeah, please. He said in episode 10 of season 1, you can go back and look on it um, so you know I'm telling the truth. You never know who's listening. That's the beauty Absolutely. part of it. Absolutely. I think, I, man, that's, that's, uh, that's pure gold that you just shared with me right there. I, I agree. I think that's how you should operate in life. You never know who's watching and you never know who's listening. That's why you need to carry yourself in a certain way and manner at all times. And that's why you need to uh, speak with intention and purpose or speak with intention and purpose because you never know who's listening. I agree. Exactly. Shout out. Shout him out. Hey, shout out Ken Crooked for that one. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, West Coast, you know what's happening? Hey, um, I was going to say, um, because I'm always curious about what other artists are listening to, and I'm wondering what's in your playlist right now. Oh, man, right now, I'm playing that Perfect Part 3 by Crime Apple. Uh, let me see. Uh, what else I got here? Let me look at it. That Walking on Water by Camino. Fire. I got that. Um, let me see what else. Yeah, I'm looking at my phone. Obviously, I'm playing that that book of jazz. I had to go back. I'm playing. Um, I was playing a bunch of Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube, man. He's a dope MC, man. I think a lot of people sleep on his contribution to hip hop. I was playing a lot of Steady Mobbin recently. Uh, Ghostface, Ragman. This is all in the in my top five songs that are playing right now. Twister. I was definitely playing Twister. I don't know if you're familiar with Twister. Oh, he's yeah. Chicago Lab. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like one of the greatest MCs of all time. Type me if you don't believe me. Oh, okay. Um, Mr. Mr. Jab, um, I, uh, I, um, I've almost had every hip-hop album from 1988 to 2006 on my laptop. Everything. Okay, okay. So I'm very well-versed in hip-hop. Nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. That Twister Adrenaline Rush album, like I said, I'm from Chicago. In Chicago, during that era, when Twister's Adrenaline Rush came out, that's when Raekwon's Purple Tape came out. I think almost everybody had Raekwon's Purple Tape and uh, Twister's Blue CD, which was Adrenaline Rush, man. Like, those things was on constant, constant, constant replay, man. I mean, you, if you want to know, like, I, I mean, I'm not from New York. But I feel like when I listened to that Raekwon Purple Tape, I was like, yo, this is, that has to be what New York sound like. Like, when you listen to, you know, that first round of deep album, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And that's exactly how I felt like when you listen to that Twister Adrenaline Rush album, you in Chicago. That is a Chicago-ass album. That's a West Side album. I'm from the West Side, just like Twister. Oak Park, stand up, what's happening? That's, that's it, man. You, you, you need... Albums that have that personality and that essence to them, those are the timeless albums. Oh, shout out Common Sense, too. Com, Com is a killer right now. It's just playing B. Uh, real hey, people. classic. Yeah, yeah. I want real people that uh, Kanye produced. Woo! I'm telling you, man. Hey, um... Common and Com it's, going. it's funny how you brought up um, Only Built for Cuban Links and Twister's Adrenaline Rush album because, uh, mind you, I'm born in '91. I had to go back. Okay. And, I had to go back and do my research and find those albums in the early 2000s. And when I first heard those albums in the early 2000s, I was like, "What the fuck was I missing as a kid?" Yeah, no, that's dope. That's timeless music right there. But I think that's even more dope that you were like. You, you you did just due diligence, man. You was like, yeah, I have to. I, I found a sound that I like, and then you started digging, and you started finding more stuff, man. It's like I think a lot of uh, young people, not you know, not born during the era of when music, whatever was happening, they seem to have kind of this view that whatever they're hearing is the end all, be all, or the creators and stuff. And I, you know, I'm sure I was guilty of it too as a youth, but. Once you have that appreciation and you start looking back or you start seeing who was influenced by who, you really understand the part that people play in this bigger picture of hip-hop culture, man. And it's dope. I mean, I love finding old music that I didn't know was dope. Like, I was listening to some, uh, 
Main Source the other day, too. I love Main Source. I was like, damn, this is cold. And I didn't even know. I always listen to EPMD. Uh, you got to chill. Uh, get off get off the bandwagon. I listen to that all the time. Uh, Count is most wanted. You know, shoot, you can go even further back. Uh, Tila Rock, it's yours. Like, you know, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you'd be surprised, man. I, I love finding new music, old and new. Old and new. Like like Do or Die. That's one of my favorite groups out of Chicago. Absolutely. That's from the West Side, too. You, you got good taste, young man. You got good taste. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Mr. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey. Um, yeah, that's a I was going to ask you something else, too, about um, about producers. Do you think that producers get enough credit in the game? It, well, yes and no. There was a time when, absolutely, it was, at first it was all about the rapper, right? But then it turned into, you, you were rapping on somebody's beat. Now it's kind of gone back to beats again, but more so influenced by who, who the rapper is on the beat. So I think producers had their, their time period where they were really getting a lot of shine and a lot of recognition. Uh, it's getting back to that. But you can't have one without the other. I mean, they're the people who are creating these soundtracks for, for MCs to get on and get busy. So I, I think they absolutely get, get the credit they deserve. I mean, we can't, we can't exist without them. I mean, I don't want to just be sitting there rapping into acapellas of, of, of people clapping and slamming on desks and stuff or, or clapping on the table. Uh, I mean, but producers, you got people like producers that have been ill for years, like, even back to, like, Marley Mall. Think about it like that, you know? Uh, the, the whole Juice Crew era. Or, but then you go to the Primos. Like, you know, again, uh, you come to nowadays, you got people like Mike Will, uh, Zaytoven. Um, shoot, who else? Uh, man, obviously, God bless, going crazy. Danger, he, he putting his sound out there. Um, yeah, I mean, producers have the power to really influence the direction of the culture with what they're putting out. And we, we can't make it without them, man. So shout out to the producer, man. They deserve all the credit. All right. Well, I never thought about it like that. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a different look on that now. Yeah, man. Think about it, man. I mean, think about Havoc. Havoc went crazy. Like, why do we even know who uh, Mom Deep is? Because of Havoc. You know? Why do we know who Nas is? Because of the various producers. That were with him, Primo, P Rock, LES, you know, people like that. The RZA, the RZA created Wu Tang Clan and changed the world. That's a producer. Producers aren't just people who are making beats, but they're also people who have that over overall vision to say this is the direction you need to go in. Like, even if you want to look at like a Timberland or a Pharrell, um, they'll say, Yeah, yeah, I like what you're doing here. Rap on this. You need to be doing this. Uh a Dallas Austin. Um, I mean, you, you can look at even Jermaine Dupree, you know, shout out Jermaine Dupree, you know, he, he had his own sound and he had his own idea and he took it and ran with it and, and he created a whole wave. I mean, you got to think about that, man. It's, producers are like Quincy Jones, you know what I mean? Quincy Jones stood behind Michael Jackson and told him, this is what you're going to do here. This is what you're going to do here. You're going to say it like this. You're going to say it like this. 
I can't tell you how many times I've been in the studio and Bless make me say two words over and over and over again until he happy with it. Like, yeah, that's how you're supposed to say it there. That's how you're supposed to say it there. You need a producer, man. Producers drive you. They don't just make beats. They they control the sonic blueprint, man, and that's necessary. So, speaking of producers outside of God Bless Beats, um, do you have any producers that you want to work with in the future? I have uh, DJ Premier, uh, Pete Rock, Mike Will, let's see, um... What about Dre if he was still producing? I know he's still producing, but not much. And Dre producing, I'm not even going to send myself off and, and wish, wish for an unimaginable dream, man. Shout out to Dre. That's like a legend. When's Detox coming out? Never. How about that? <laughs> it's coming out the same time as Glasshouse. Exactly, yeah. yeah. When is that coming out? I don't know. Who knows? It's on the way soon. You know, but yeah, no, I shout out Dr. Dre. That's another one. I mean, think about the chronic. I play the chronic, I think, once a week. I play the chronic. These Nuts. That's like one of the greatest songs of all time, if you ask me. I see that's one of the most timeless sounders. Even like like older people in the fifties, sixties banging that album still. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's what makes dope projects. And that's how you know that hip hop is a a special thing, man. Because you got people that are young and old that are all gravitated to songs that came out whenever they came out, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm into that. And Dre is definitely one of the people who he just got that golden touch, man. And when he puts something out. You know it's going to be fire, man. You know. Oh, for sure. 100. Hey, uh, Primo Jab, I appreciate you reaching out over Instagram and stuff like that, so I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I want to ask you a question that I ask all my guests at the end of each episode. All right. Absolutely. I'm ready. You have any words for... All right. Sorry. Do you have any words for someone in a dark place trying to see the light? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great question, especially nowadays. Never give up, man. Never surrender. You're you're one you're one day away from everything happening. And if you give up, you 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 just threw away all your progress. You don't know where you're coming from or where you're going to. You know, people people get overwhelmed by situations and everything and it seems hopeless, but you're you're not alone. You're going to make it. Uh, don't forget, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. So you got to keep shooting. You might lose some, but there's never an L. It's always a lesson. It ain't a loss. Don't give up. Never give up, man. You don't get no do-overs on life, man. You can't take that back. So don't never give up. If you're in a dark place, find somebody or find something to love. It's putting things out here. I don't care if you just want to start doing push-ups by yourself. Do that. Do something, man. Don't give up, ever. Never give up. The world needs more of that positivity in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And we just need to look out for each other, man. You know, there's no shame in, uh, in, in looking out for somebody. You know, a lot of people, uh, especially with the social media, they start thinking it's about them. I got to tell you, man, I hate social media a lot. It, it took a lot from me. Uh, Bless had to stand on my neck to make me start posting a lot more because I just, 
I didn't care about putting out an image or anything like that. But I found out there's so much more to it, man. It's a great way to connect to people. So if it gets in the curse, social media can, can raise you up, but it can also draw you down. The one thing I'd say about that is don't, don't think social media is the end-all, be-all. Like, when people like your stuff or don't like your stuff and you put stuff up there, I mean, who cares, man? It's, it's not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really translate to anything. We're not getting paid for likes. So, you know, keep keep that in mind. It's just an arbitrary thing. But I will say this. Shout-out to what you're doing, man. That's that's great thing. I found you all on Instagram just because of the similar interest because you were doing dope things with hip-hop and you got a clear passion for this. So keep doing it. You're reaching people. That's what so that's to get the social media. We're able to all connect with similar interests, man. So you keep doing what you're doing, bro. Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. I was about to bring that back up. I'm like, because you saying that you hate social media, but like how you were saying how your producer like was on your neck about it. You know, if your producer wasn't even on your neck about it, I probably would never have found Primo Jab. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right, man. I mean. It's, it's a gift, man. It's, it's definitely a great way for people around the world to link up. Shout out Denmark because they be playing pre-roll jazz music. Shout out New Zealand, Sydney, Australia. I'll be down there one day. Shout out Kinshasa. I'll be out there one day. These are all people that are, you know, that are following me on social media. Liberia, uh, you know, all sorts of random places, man. It's, it's wild. I wouldn't even know about this, but it's social media, man. It's dope, man. It's a gift and a curse. Gift and a curse, man. Likes, likes ain't shit. Don't, don't be like none of these Instagram models thinking that because they have forty-five thousand million followers and, and eighty-five hundred likes that they doing special. Girl, you still riding around in a ninety-two Honda and you sleep on a, a box spring in, in a dirty ass apartment <laughs> over. I seen. I know what you're doing. Yeah, you look good with the filter on, but I seen you in real life. You know, stop fighting. You ain't got to fight for me, man. Same thing with these uh, indictment dudes who be out here showing all they all they bread and, and doing all this this extra flexing and studying on the gram. For what? Hey, let me tell you, bro. You know those those 16 new followers that you got? That was the fans, brother. They coming for you. <laughs> so you better keep fighting. You know, you, you see that, 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 you know, everybody always gets these follows from you know that random pretty girl, Adriana six seven one one. Yeah, she has two posts. Run the wild, cause that's the police department, brother. You better, you better stay woke out here. And a lot of people don't realize that. No, nah, they don't. Hey, man, Instagram again. That's the gift and the curse of it. Social media has allowed law enforcement and people never do well. People an easy way to get a look into your life, and if you're not smart. You'll send yourself off. You keep on posting them vacation pictures. Yeah, I'm gone on a two-week vacation. You're going to come home. Your house broke into. You don't have nothing. Keep watch. Watch. You got to be careful, man. All them people that are watching you on Instagram or watching you on Facebook, they ain't there for, the, for, for positive reasons, man. So be careful what you're putting out there. You know, I think that's the perfect way for people to stay woke out there, and that's very good mes message for people out there because a lot of people they ain't woke out there. But, Mister Jab, we I look forward to everything you're putting out in the future, and hopefully we can get you back for season three or four. Absolutely, Kane, man. I appreciate you taking the time on this glorious Saturday morning. 
uh, to let me interact with you, brother. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, I got new music coming soon, man. It's coming soon. It's going to be in your inbox. Don't even trip. All right, for sure. I got you, big homie. All right. Now, for everybody from the desk below, um, you got a project that you can send people on to? Yeah, uh, right now it's all about the Book of Jazz. Google it. Look it up. The Book of Jazz. You look up Primo Jazz, about eight pages of info is going to pop up. So I'm real easy to find. You know, just like how you go search for that latest uh, nipple slip from Nicki Minaj or whatever, just type it in the, just the same way. Primo Jazz. The Book of Jazz. And it'll pop up. You can find everything on the internet. It's crazy. I got you on the link, sir, when this interview gets posted. But for that... Uh, that's the end of this episode from the Desk of Low, people.